ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد then to continue with al-aqidah tahawiya the creed compiled by Abu Ja'far al-Tahawi rahimahullah with the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan hafizahullah then in the last few lessons we had the point of aqidah of ar-ru'ya that the believers will see Allah on the day of resurrection and we had a number of principles in that regard And then this week he begins a new point which Shaykh al-Fawzan hafizahullah has numbered here as point number 78. And the mi'raj, the ascent through the heavens, is true. And the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam, was taken on a night journey. Shaykh al-Fawzan, hafizahullah, said in explanation of this, the meaning of al-Isra is to travel by night. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken on a night journey from al-Masjid al-Haram, the sacred mosque, in Mecca, to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, to the farthest mosque, meaning in Jerusalem, in a single night. Jibreel took him on the night journey in accordance with a command from Allah the Most High. Allah the Most High said, Subhana alladhi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-harami ila al-masjid al-aqsa. Surah al-Isra, 17th surah, the first ayah. So this whole surah named after the, after the Isra, the night journey. 17th surah, ayah 1, with the explanation, glorified, and free of all imperfections is Allah, the one who took his slave, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on a journey by night from the sacred mosque in Mecca to the farthest mosque, meaning in Jerusalem. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, and this was one of his, alayhi salatu wa salam, miracles. Because this distance 
used to be travelled in a month or more. Whereas the Prophet travelled it in a single night. In other words, the distance between Mecca and then Jerusalem and back. That's just the distance between Mecca and Jerusalem and then back to Mecca without the ascent through the heavens. That's just the Isra, the night journey to Jerusalem and back. Then the Sheikh said, mention the second point here, and as for Al-Mi'raj, as for the ascent through the heavens, he said, then the word Al-Mi'raj, it means the device for ascending. The term Al-Mi'raj it means the, de- the device or the tool or the means by which ascending is done. And the verb araja means sa'ada, he ascended. And then he quotes an ayah with this verb being mentioned. Ta'rujul mala'ikatu warruhu ilayh. Suratul Ma'arij. The 70th surah. Ayah 4. So he mentions an ayah with that verb in it, araja, to ascend. In fact, the whole surah is named al-ma'arij from the same verb. Araja, he ascended. The ayah, surah al-ma'arij, 70th surah, ayah 4, with the explanation, the angels and Jibreel ascend to him. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, meaning tas'ud. Ta'ruj, that the angels, angels ta'ruj means tas'ud, they ascend. So the term uruj means ascending. And the mi'raj is the device or means by which a person ascends. As they mention in the language, they mention like, the like, for example, a mi'raj is like stairs or a ladder, a means by which you ascend. That's what it means in the language. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, so he's mentioned here, al-Isra, which he said is a means to travel by night, means a night journey. And al-mi'raj, the ascension through the heavens. And he said, and both of these are established for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Both of these, both the Isra, the night journey to Jerusalem from Mecca to Jerusalem and back, and likewise the ascension from Jerusalem up through the heavens, al-Mi'raj. Both of these are confirmed, established for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In a footnote, they mention, and you can refer to the hadith of al-Isra and al-Mi'raj, of the night journey and the ascension. Reported by al-Bukhari as hadith 3207 and hadith 7517, and also reported by Muslim. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, so the Isra, al-Isra, the night journey, was from al-Masjid al-Haram, the sacred mosque, the sacred mosque, to al-Masjid al-Aqsa the furthest mosque I mean the one in Jerusalem 
And as for the Mi'raj, the ascension, then that was from the earth to the heavens. And all of this happened in a single night. He was taken by night to Jerusalem. And there he led the prophets in prayer. And then he was made to ascend to the heavens. And he passed through the seven levels. I mean the seven levels of heavens. One by one. And Allah showed him some of his major signs. Then he descended to the earth. And then Jibreel brought him back to the place from which he was taken on the night journey. All of that in a single night. Then he said, So Al-Isra, the night journey, is mentioned in Surah Al-Isra, the 17th Surah. And the Mi'raj, the ascent through the heavens, is mentioned in Surah Al-Najm. In other words, he's already mentioned the ayah at the beginning of Surah Al-Isra with regard to the night journey to Jerusalem and back. Now he said, and as for the Mi'raj, the ascent through the heavens, then that is mentioned in Surah Al-Najm, the 53rd Surah. وَالنَّجْمِ إِذَا هَوَى مَا ضَلَّ صَاحِبُكُمْ وَمَا غَوَى وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى عَلَّمَهُ شَدِيدُ الْقُوَى with the, the ayahs 1 to 5 with the explanation by the star of the Pleiades when it sets and as we mentioned many times the explanation is taken from At-Tabari and the explanation of Najm here was mentioned by Mujahid famous Tabi Mujahid said it means the star of Pleiades when it sets at dawn so with the explanation by the star of the Pleiades, when it sets, your companion, mean the Prophet wasallam, has not deviated from the truth, nor has he gone astray, nor does he speak in accordance with his desires, rather it is revelation sent by Allah. He was taught it by one mighty in strength, Sheikh Fawzan said, meaning Jibreel. Allamahu Shadidul Quwa, Shadidul Quwa, the one mighty in strength. Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning Jibreel. Jibreel is one who taught the Quran to the Prophet. Ayah 6 and 7 of the same surah with the explanation Jibreel, the one fine in form and sound. And he was upon the highest part of the eastern horizon. <clears throat> Sheikh Fawzan said, so this is the ascent. This here, these ayahs here, refer to the ascent, the mi'raj, or the uruj, the ascending. Thumma dana, then he approached. Sheikh Fawzan said, meaning approached his Lord, the perfect and most high. 
or that Jibreel approached the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I mean, the people of explanation of the Qur'an, they differ about what is meant by thumma dana. Thumma dana, then he approached. Then he drew, approached or drew closer. Some of them saying it means that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa drew closer to his Lord. And some saying, no, it means that Jibreel, close, Jibreel drawing closer to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa And some of the verifiers and amongst them, Shaykh al-Albani, they mentioned the, the correct meaning is the second meaning. That this ayah is referring, as, as reported from some, from some of the Salaf, some of the companions, the second is a more correct meaning here. That he approached or came close, meaning Jibreel came close to the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَكَانَ قَابَ قَوْسَيْنِ أَوْ أَدْنَى فَأَوْحَى إِلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ مَا أَوْحَى مَا أَوْحَى Ayahs 8 to 10 of the same surah, Surah Al-Najm, the 53rd surah, with the explanation, so he approached and came close. When Jibreel, alayhi salam, approached the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi salam, and came close to him. Until he was at a distance of two bows length, of the distance of two bows, or even closer. And then he, Allah, revealed to his slave that which he revealed. And just a small side point here. Shaykh al-Albani mentions that in one narration of the hadith of the Mi'raj, a narration of a narrator is sometimes weak, Sharik al-Qadi, that he actually mentions in his wording of the hadith that the Lord, the Exalted and Most High, he drew closer. He said, however, this is only reported by this narrator, Sharik al-Qadi, who differs with the rest of the narrators. So that's why some people explain this ayah to mean the Prophet ﷺ drawing closer to his Lord. Then Shaykh al-Bani mentions, but what's authentic from the companions, from Aisha radiallahu anha, and from Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an, and what's reported by Abu Hurairah radiallahu an in explanation of the ayah, is that it's with regard to Jibreel. Jibreel drawing closer to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then in either case, then Shaykh al-Fawzan said and continued, he said, so the Isra, the night journey, and the Mi'raj, the ascending through the heavens, is haq, is something true. And whoever denies it and holds that it is something far-fetched, فَهُوَ كَافِرْ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ فَالْإِسْرَاءُ وَالْمِعْرَاجُ حَقٌّ وَمَنْ أَنْكَرَهُمَا وَاسْتَبْعَدَهُمَا فَهُوَ كَافِرٌ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَمَنْ تَأَوَّلَهُمَا فَهُوَ ضَالٌّ وَلَمْ يُنْكِرُهُ إِلَّا الْمُشْرِكُونَ That the Shaykh said, So the Isra, the night journey, and the Mi'raj, the ascent through the heavens that the Prophet ﷺ was taken up through the heavens, is something true. And whoever denies it, and holds that it is something far-fetched, then he is a kafir, he is a disbeliever in Allah, the mighty and majestic. 
and whoever interprets these two away, then he is dal, he is one who is misguided. And nobody denies it except the mushrikun, the people of shirk. And then the Sheikh said, and whoever says that he was taken on the night journey with his spirit, without his body, or that this happened whilst, or that this happened in a dream, not whilst he was awake, then this is misguidance, this is dalal. So the Sheikh made a point here, that two other sayings as well. Some people say that Prophet sallallahu his body remained in Makkah, but his spirit was taken on the night journey. And some people say a slightly different, and it's a different saying. Some people say it was all a dream. He, or he went on the night journey in a dream. Sheikh al-Fawzan said, then whoever says either of these, this is dalal, this is misguidance. Because Allah said, Asra bi abdihi. The first ayah from Surah Al Isra that Allah mentioned that He took His slave on the night journey. Asra bi abdihi. Allah mentions, Allah the Most High mentions with the explanation that He took His slave on the night journey. Shaykh Al Fawzan said, and the term al abd, the slave is a term covering the spirit and the body. It is not said about a spirit that it is called abd, the slave. If you're talking about someone's spirit, just a spirit, the spirit on its own is not called an abd, is not called a slave. Rather, the term spirit, rather the term uh, slave, abd, it means the whole person. The person, his body and his spirit together. That's what the term abd means. The whole servant, the whole slave. So Sheikh Al-Fawzan uses that as a proof here, just as the scholars before him used it as a proof. That, the Prophet, that this ayah is a proof that the Prophet ﷺ was taken with his body and with his spirit on the night journey and through the heavens. Then the Sheikh said, and the night journey was performed whilst he was awake. He was not dreaming. Because a dream will not produce a significant lesson. Because all of the people have dreams and see in them amazing things. This would not be something particular to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In other words, if it was correct that the Prophet, all of this, if the whole night journey to Jerusalem and up through the heavens and then the return, if all of this was just a dream of the Prophet ﷺ, then Shaykh Al-Fawzan is saying that it would be nothing special for the Prophet ﷺ. It wouldn't be a great miracle for him. It wouldn't be a great lesson at all. Because anyone can have dreams. It wouldn't be special to him at all. There would be no great lesson from it. Then the next point Point number 79, obviously all of these points being on the same point, on the same topic here. The Isra and the Mi'raj. The night journey and the ascension through the heavens. So at Tahawi, rahimahullah, he said, as point number 79 here, وَأُرِجَ بِشَخْصِهِ فِي الْيَقَذَةِ 
And he was taken bodily whilst awake up to the heavens. Sheikh Fawzan said, He was taken bodily. This is a refutation of those who say he was taken on the ascent with his spirit. Rather, he was taken on the ascent through the heavens by his body. And the term ashakhs, the person, it refers to the spirit and the body. And he mentions the same ayah again. And Allah says, Asra bi abdihi. So to Isra, 17th surah, first ayah, that he took his slave on the night journey. Then just, that's where Sheikh Fawzan ends explanation of this point. Then just as an extra point, then Ibn Abil Iz, in his longer explanation of At-Tahawiyah, and amongst what he mentions here is that it is reported from two of the companions, from Aisha radiallahu anha and from Muawiyah radiallahu an, that they said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken on the night journey, he just his spirit was taken. And that they didn't miss his body. His body remained in Mecca, but his spirit was taken. Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah he mentions a note on this and said, I say this is not authentic from the two of them. It's not authentic from either of them. I mean, these reports are not authentic. It's not correct to claim that Aisha radiallahu anha said this or Muawiyah radiallahu anha. This is not correct. So just in case somebody bumps into that or you bump into a saying like that, that isn't it, didn't some of the companions say that he only went with his spirit? And Shaykh al-Albani said, this is not authentic from those two companions. Then with regard to the next point, point number 81. Point number 80. As Bill just pointed out, I missed a point. Point number 80. That Tahawi, rahimahullah, he said, "Thumma ila haythu shaa Allahu min al-ula, wa akramahu Allahu bima shaa." Point number eighty. That Tahawi said, rahimahullah, then to whatever higher places Allah wished, and Allah bestowed honor upon him with whatever He wished. Sheikh Al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah, said this was the mi'raj, this was the ascent to the heavens. In what's referred to in this point, point number 80. And then to whatever higher places Allah wished and Allah bestowed honor upon him with whatever he wished. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, هذا المعراج إلى السماء. This is referring, meaning, the ascent to the heavens. Then comes the point number 81. وَأَوْحَى إِلَيْهِ مَا أَوْحَى مَا كَذَبَ الْفُؤَادُ مَا رَأَى 
with the explanation. And he revealed to him what he revealed to him. And he quotes ayah 11 of Surah, Surah Al-Najm. مَا كَذَبَ الْفُؤَادُ مَا رأى. And the heart did not lie about what it saw. Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, Allah revealed to him whatever he wished at that place. And Allah, the one free of all imperfections, spoke to him. Allah spoke to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa directly. And he did not see Allah. In the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he did not see Allah. Allah spoke to him, but he did not see Allah. He said, because Allah is not seen in this world. I was mean in the life of this world. That the Prophet ﷺ was still alive in the life of this world. So he said, so Allah is not seen in this world. So this is the mi'raj. This is the ascension mentioned in Surah Al-Najm. That's where Shaykh Al-Fawzan ends explanation of that point. And then as for Shaykh Al-Albani, Rahimahullah, then he had a small note here with regard to the ayah that at Tahawi quotes. Ma kathab al-fu'adu ma ra'a The heart, I mean the heart of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa it didn't lie about what he saw. His heart was not untruthful about what he saw on, when he ascended through the heavens, after he ascended through the heavens. Shaykh al-Albani said, I say, meaning from the great signs of his Lord. And what he saw, meaning what he saw from the great signs of his Lord. As for the saying that he, alayhi salatu wasalam, actually saw his Lord on that night with his eyes, then that is not something established. As we have already indicated. Which is why the explainer, meaning Ibn Abdul Iz and others, they say, was sahihu. أَنَّهُ رَآهُ بِقَلْبِهِ وَلَمْ يَرَهُ بِعَيْنِ رَأْسِهِ That's why, I mean, this fact is not established that the Prophet ﷺ actually saw Allah with his eyes. He said, that's why Ibn Abdul Iz and others said, what is correct is that he saw him, the Prophet ﷺ saw his Lord with his heart only. He did not see him with the eyes of his head. Then with regard to the last point that we'll take, point number 82. فَصَلَّ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ وَالْأُولَىٰ So may Allah extol him and grant him peace and security in the hereafter and in this life. Shaykh al-Fawzan said in explanation this is from his rights alayhi salatu wassalam that when he is mentioned that we should say salat and salam upon him we should supplicate for him that Allah praises and extols him and that Allah grants him peace and security 
This is from the rights of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam upon us. He said, he quotes the ayah, "Inna Allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna 'ala an-nabi. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima." Surah Al-Ahzab, the 33rd surah, ayah 56. With the explanation, Allah praises or extols the Prophet ﷺ and his angels supplicate for him. O you who believe, supplicate for Allah to extol and praise him and for him to grant him perfect peace and security. It's a command for the believers to send salat and salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Shaykh al-Fawzan said, And when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered the morning in Mecca, I mean the morning after the night journey, when he was returned back to Mecca and it became the morning time, said, when the Prophet ﷺ entered the morning in Mecca and he informed the mushriks of this event, their unbelief and their rejection grew even worse, became even more severe on this occasion. So that they should try and defame him. They said, as for us, then when we travel to Palestine, it takes a month or more. Whereas he says that he did it in a single night. And when the mushriks of Mecca, they heard the Prophet ﷺ saying that he travelled to Jerusalem and back in a single night. They said, as for us, when we try and do it, it takes us a month or more to get there. But as for him, and they're trying to defame him by it, they went around spreading it. He's claiming he did it. He went there and back in a single night. The Sheikh said, So some of those who were weak in faith became apostates because of this event. But as for the people of true Iman, true faith, then they remained firm and they attested to its being true. And therefore, when they said to Abu Bakr radiallahu an, do you not see what your companion is saying now? Then he said, and what is he saying? They said, he now says that he went to Jerusalem and came back in a single night. So he said, فَإِنْ كَانَ قَالَهُ فَهُوَ كَمَا قَالُ لِأَنْهُ لَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ so when the mushriks came, to, went to Abu Bakr radiallahu an, and they tried, to, they, they said to him, "Look, your friend now is claiming that he went to Jerusalem back in a single night." And he replied, "And what do you say about it now? Then what do you say about him now?" He said, "If that's what he says, then it is just as he said, because he does not speak from his desires." And he said. I believe him with regard to news coming down from the heavens, meaning revelation. Should I not believe him regarding this? 
Sheikh said, so this is the firm and deep-rooted Iman, which does not shake, doesn't shake. In this Iman of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, when he was informed about this, he said, if he says that, then it's true. And this is one, in the authentic narration, this is why, one of the reasons why Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was called As-Siddiq, the one who attested to the truth. When he heard that the Prophet sallallahu said something, he believed it straight away. He didn't even doubt it. He didn't doubt it whatsoever. That's where the points, so all of these points here, point number 78 to point number 82 are on this one topic. That of Al-Isra and Al-Mi'raj. The night journey, Al-Isra, the, the journey through the night between, between Mecca and Jerusalem, and the Mi'raj, the ascent through the heavens. And just for an additional point, or something additional with regard to actual narrations about it, then you'll find narrations about the Isra and the Mi'raj in the different books of Hadith, and amongst them, Al-Bukhari and Muslim, and amongst these narrations which you'll find, or I'll mention some of the narrations, some of the longer narrations that you'll find in Bukhari with regard to the Isra and the Mi'raj, and Al-Bukhari reports a number of these narrations, Amongst them, in the book of prayer, the first hadith, hadith 349. And also, as hadith 3207, 3342, and 3887. 3887. And other smaller narrations throughout his sahih. I'm going to just read through that particular narration that occurs in the book of prayer, at the beginning of the book of the prayer. And Al-Bukhari narrates with his chain of narration which goes back to Anas ibn Malik. So it's the first hadith in the book of prayer in Bukhari. Obviously all of this being just in addition, just an additional point of benefit inshallah in addition to what occurs in the lesson here. So Al-Bukhari reports with his chain of narration which goes back to Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an, who said Abu Dhar radiallahu an, he used to narrate that Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the roof of my house was opened whilst I was in Mecca and Jibreel descended and he opened my chest then he washed it out with zamzam water. Then he brought a golden dish filled with wisdom and iman, true faith, and poured it into my chest. And then he closed it up. And then he took my hand and he took me up through the lowest heaven. So when I came who took me up to the lowest heaven. So when I came to the lowest heaven, Jibreel said to the gatekeeper of the heaven, Open. So he replied, Who is this? He said, This is Jibreel. He said, Is there anyone along with you? He said, Yes. With me is Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
So he said, "Has he been sent as a prophet? Has he been sent as a messenger yet?" So he said, "Yes." So then, when he opened it, we ascended through the lowest heaven, and we found a man who was sitting with a huge, huge number of people on his right hand side, and a huge, huge number of people on his left hand side. When he looked towards his right, he laughed, and when he looked towards his left, he wept. And he said, "Welcome to the righteous prophet and the righteous son." So I said to Jibril, "Who is this?" He said, "This is Adam." And these two huge groups of people on his right and his left. Are the souls of his offspring. So the people on the right-hand side from them are the people of paradise, and the huge group on his left are the people of the fire. So when he looked to his right, he laughed, and when he looked to his left, he wept. He said, "Then I was taken up to the sev- to the second heaven." So its gatekeeper said. Or rather, he said, Jibril said to its gatekeeper, "Open." So the gatekeeper said the same as the first one had said. So then he opened. Anas said, and then he mentioned that in the heavens he found Adam. I mean, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he went through the different heavens, seven different heavens, one above the other, he found there Adam. All different prophets: Adam, and Idris, and Musa, and Isa, and Ibrahim, salawatullahi alaihim. But he did not mention the narrator here did not mention their positions, except that he mentioned that he found Adam in the lowest heaven, and found Ibrahim in the sixth heaven. Anas said. So when Jibril took the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam past Idris, he said, "Welcome to the righteous Prophet and the righteous brother." So I said, "Who is this?" He said, "This is Idris." Then he said, "I pass." Then I passed by Musa, and he said, "Welcome to the righteous Prophet and the righteous brother." I said, "Who is this?" He said, "Me and Jibril said, 'This is Musa.' And I passed by Isa. So he said, 'Welcome to the righteous brother and the righteous prophet.' I said, 'Who is this?' He said, 'This is Isa.' And then I passed by Ibrahim. So he said, 'Welcome to the righteous prophet and the righteous son.' I said, 'Who is this?' He said, "This is Ibrahim, sallallahu alaihi wasallam." Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri, one of the sub-narrators, he said. So Ibn Hazm, narrated from the Tabi'een, he narrated to me that Ibn Abbas and Abu Habba al-Ansari they used to say that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said. Then I was taken until I reached a level. Where I could hear the creaking of pens, writing. I mean, the creaking of pens writing.
I was taken to a level where I could hear the creaking of pens. Ibn Hazm said, and Anas ibn Malik said, the Prophet said, so Allah made obligatory upon my nation 50 prayers. So then I came back with that until I passed by Musa. And he said, what did Allah make obligatory upon your nation? So I said, he made obligatory 50 prayers. So he said, go back to your Lord because your nation will not be able to bear that. So I went back about that. And he removed a part of it. And then I went back to Musa and I said, he has taken away a part of that. So he said, go back to your Lord because your nation will not be able to do that. So I went back and he removed a part of that. So I went back to him and he said, go back to your Lord because your nation will not be able to bear that. So I went back to him until he said, they are five, I mean they are five prayers and they are fifty. Obviously, as the explainers mentioned, other reports mentioned, I mean there are five in obligation, five daily prayers in obligation upon you, but fifty in reward. The saying will not be altered with me. So then I went back to Musa and he still said, go back to your Lord. But I said, I feel shy with regard to my Lord. And then I went, or then I rather I was taken until he brought me, until he brought me to the farthest lot tree. And it was covered in colours which I did not know what they are. And then I was entered into paradise. And I saw mounds of pearls and earth of musk, the perfume of musk. So that's one, that's the end of that particular narration. That's one of the narrations that Al-Bukhari brings. Then amongst the works of Sheikh Al-Albani, Rahimahullah, was that Sheikh Al-Albani went through the different narrations, verifying the different narrations, and gathering the different narrations about the Isra and the Mi'raj, except the Shaykh Rahimahullah, he didn't complete the work. So they, late after his death, they produced a little booklet with some of the narrations in, but the work was not completed. And amongst those narrations that the Shaykh mentioned, he mentioned that in some of these narrations, there are differences. And he verified what is correct with regard to various points in different narrations. So we'll just mention some of them. Firstly, from those points with regard to the Isra and Mi'raj that Shaykh al-Bani verified, firstly, he verified that what is correct is that the Prophet saw Ibrahim in the seventh heaven with his back resting against al-Bayt al-Ma'mur, the oft-frequented house in the seventh heaven the one that's directly above the Kaaba, in the seventh heaven. That's where the Prophet saw Ibrahim. Contrary to some, other, some narrations, that is what's more correct. A second, a second point, these are just some of the points that Sheikh Albani verified, because one of the brothers was asking, that with regard to these different narrations about the Mi'raj, how do we understand there seems to be some discrepancies? 
So the answer is that the verifiers, Sheikh Albani and those verifiers before him, have verified some of these reports are more authentic than others. So the second point that Sheikh Albani, uh, from these points that Sheikh Albani verified, is that as for the reduction in the prayers, that first of all, 50 prayers were made obligatory. Then what's correct from the most authentic reports is that then the Prophet ﷺ kept going back. He went back to Allah and Allah reduced it from 50 down to 45. When he went back to Musa ﷺ, he told him to go back. So he went back and it was reduced every time by 5, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, until it was 5 prayers. And that what is correct is that after, the, after when it was 5, the Prophet ﷺ, didn't go back, didn't go back after that. Some reports mention him going back again. What is correct in the authentic reports is that he did not go back after the five. As we heard in that report of Al-Bukhari, he said, I feel shy for, with regard to my Lord to go back again. A third point that we already had is that there's a report by Sharik Al-Qadi, even though it occurs in, in the Sahih, that the narrator Sharik Al-Qadi, that he reported some things which he contradicts the other reliable narrators with regard to. One of these is, as we already indicated before, in explanation of the ayah, until he was closer than two, until he was at the distance of two bows lengths, or even closer, then Sharik al-Qadi, in one of his reports, he mentions, this is the Lord drawing closer. <coughs> The verifiers mention this is a this is something that only this weak, this narrator has got weakness in him reports. Rather, what's, this is not what's correct. What is correct is the saying of Aisha and Ibn Mas'ud and Abu Huraira radiallahu an that the ayah refers to the Prophet to Jibril drawing close to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Another another point. is that again a group of the verifiers from the past and Nawawi, Al-Qadi Iyab and others before them they say that another point that this narrator Sharik Al-Qadi is not correct about is that when he reported the narration of the Mi'raj he said that it happened to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam before revelation was sent to him before he was came, became a prophet he was taken on this night journey and the verifiers point this, this is not correct this is a mistake from that narrator Another point that Sheikh Albani verifies is with regard to the report where he mentions that the Sidratul Muntaha, the highest low tree, he reports it as being in a certain heaven, but what is correct, Sheikh Albani mentions from the reliable narrators, is that the furthest low tree is in the seventh heaven. Or the sixth one. Some reports say the sixth. Another point that Sheikh Albani verifies from the, from the narrations is that the two rivers mentioned which flow from paradise or which flow from the heavens, the Nile and the Euphrates, what is correct is that they flow out from the seventh heaven, not from the lowest heaven as occurs in some narrations which are not correct. Another point that Sheikh Albani verifies is that with regard to Al-Kawthar, that great lake that's granted to the Prophet 
then this unauthentic narration or this unauthentic part, part of a narration mentions it being in the lowest heaven. Whereas what is well known is that it is, it is in paradise. Al-Kawthar is in paradise. And we'll leave it there. And just as another point, then obviously the hadith of Al-Bukhari that we had here, it didn't mention which prophet was seen by the, in which heaven. And Shaykh Albani mentions in, in this book of his, Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj, he mentions the hadith of Malik ibn Sa'ah, radiallahu an. And in this hadith, he actually mentions which prophet was seen by the Prophet sallallahu in each heaven. The hadith has been reported by Ahmad with its full wording and Al-Bukhari and Muslim report parts of it. And he reports that the, that the prophets were seen in, in each different heaven. In the first heaven, he saw Adam alayhi salam. In the second heaven, he saw Yahya and Isa alayhi salam. In the third heaven, that he saw Yusuf alayhi salam. In the fourth heaven, that he saw Idris alayhi salam. In the fifth heaven that he saw Harun alayhi salam. In the sixth heaven that he saw Musa alayhi salam. And in the seventh heaven that he saw Ibrahim alayhi salam. Walhamdulillah wa sallallahu ala Muhammad. Any points of clarification? With regard to the 82nd point. فَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ وَالْأُولَى Obviously mentioned the point before regarding the Isra and the Mi'raj and how Allah bestowed honor upon him through that. Then he said, So may Allah extol him and grant him peace and security in the hereafter and in this life. And obviously we should always remember that when we say, when we mention the name of the Prophet, and we say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's not just a phrase that should be upon our tongue, but we should realize what we're saying. This is a dua which we are making for the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that we are asking, we're asking Allah that he should mention him, he should extol him, he should praise him to the highest company of angels. That Allah should mention Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to the highest company of angels, mention him with praise to them. And likewise, that he should grant him perfect peace and security. This is a dua which we're making for the Prophet ﷺ. And we know, as in the authentic narration, that whoever sends salat upon the Prophet ﷺ one time, then Allah sends ten of the like back upon that person. And as the Shaykh mentioned, this is from the rights of the Prophet ﷺ, that when his name is mentioned, that we make this dua for him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this, as we know, this is one of the signs of the people of hadith. When the name of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa is mentioned, then they make dua for him in this way. <coughs> and no doubt, as Shaykh al-Bani, rahmahullah, mentioned, mentioned a hadith in Silsila al-Sahihah, which we had many, many months or years ago, that it will be being a source of regret, no doubt, if someone, if the name, in, in fact, he mentioned in, in narration, the, the Bakhil, the miser, the person who is a miser, is the person whom I am mentioned in his presence, and he doesn't send salat upon me.
the name of the name of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is mentioned. And this is if he, he didn't hear anything. It's if nothing's been said. Then what a miser that person is. question is rather hard to, an- uh, to answer because half it's in uh, English and half's in uh, what is the difference between heaven, Adam and paradise when Adam, Jannatul Adam is a certain the, 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 the eternal paradise the, the place of which Adam alayhi salam was in, in paradise the place that the people strive to return to with regard to paradise, you mean Jannah then Same thing, inshallah. Unless you mean the heavens through which he ascended, then obviously the, the Jannah then is the highest, is, uh, the highest of them. Allahu Akbar. We go to the Jannah, then that's above the seventh, above the seventh heaven. Allahu Akbar. With regard to which prophet was mentioned in the th- as being in the third heaven, and you, Yusuf alayhi salam, he was mentioned in the hadith of Malik ibn Sa'a radiallahu an, as being Yusuf alayhi salam. With regard to the, the prophets alayhi salatu wassalam being seen in the heavens, then no doubt that the prophets are at the present, as they've departed from the life of this world, and they're awaiting Yawm al-Qiyamah, so they're in the life of the Barzakh. And obviously the prophets and the messengers, they're the ones who enjoy the, the most bliss in the life of the Barzakh. And the most bliss in the, in the life of the hereafter as well. So at the, pre, in the, at the present time, then they're in the life of the Barzakh. And their bodies are where they're buried. And their bodies, as in the authentic narration, their bodies do not decay. The bodies of the prophets don't decay. And as for their spirits then, as was the Prophet wasallam, he saw them, that they have a connection still, there's some connection with their bodies, as we had before when we had the narration Silsila, that the Prophet wasallam, passed by Musa and saw him praying in, in his grave. So there's a connection with their bodies, but, and no doubt uh, their spirits are in, in the different heavens as, as they were seen by the Prophet wasallam. I mean, obviously, in the life of this world, in the life of this world, the, the soul is inside the, is inside the body. And then some of the verifiers, like Ibn Al-Qayyim, mention that when a person is awake, then his soul is found inside his body. And it's a very strong connection between the soul and the body. They're in one and the same place. And when a person sleeps, that connection is weakened. That person sleeps, his soul can pass out of the body, but it still contain, has a, a quite a strong connection to the body, to the extent that when you, if you suddenly wake a person his soul quickly returns back to him. But after death, then this connection is weakened, very, you know, very, very much, very weaker. But there's still a connection there. Wallahu With regard to the knowledge of the soul, then we only know what we've been reported 
what's been reported to us in the book of the Sunnah. Wallahu alam. That's, I just mentioned. I just mentioned one narration. Obviously, there might be might be some people, or you know, have not heard particular, not heard the hadith before. So I just mentioned pick one hadith out, which happens to be this hadith, which doesn't mention the the, uh, the journey, the Isra to Jerusalem. It doesn't mention it. As for other narrations that Sheikh Albani verifies in, or that he, he brings in his book, his little book Al Isra Al Mi'raj, then the other ones do mention the, the the journey to Jerusalem. Other narrations mention that the Prophet led the prophets in prayer in Jerusalem. And mention other narrations as well, other other details as well. Allahu Akbar. Obviously, different narrators. It's obviously, it's a long hadith. Different narrators report different parts. Allahu Akbar. With regard to the, the book of Sheikh Al-Bani, what they've done is they've taken it from Sheikh Al-Bani's, looks like his research notes or his notes. He's not find, not produced the book in the final version. They've taken it and they've printed it after the death of the Sheikh. So he brings he brings in rations. He mentions this. He brings a hadith, and as he usually did, he gathers all the different reports of it and puts the different wordings in. Who reports this wording? Who reports that wording? But then you don't find a great deal like the Sheikh would usually do in the next stage of the book. Verifying each each little wording bit by bit is this authentic? Comparing it with other narrations, and you don't find that in this this printed version here. Allahu Akbar. Did the, did the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam lead the other prophets in salah in Masjid al-Aqsa? As we already mentioned, it occurs in some narrations reported by Imam Ahmad and others that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Led the prophets in prayer in Jerusalem. As for the authenticity of that, then Allahu Alam. Don't, don't ask me. Ask, ask somebody that has knowledge of hadith. Allahu Alam. It's mentioned uh, Imam Ahmad. He he obviously narrated this narration about the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam leading the prophets in Jerusalem. And he, he accepted it and he used it as an evidence in a in a different matter that somebody asked Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah. Can a son lead his father in prayer? So Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, he replied, yes. And he used this hadith as a proof. He said, because the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa he led Ibrahim, his forefather Ibrahim, in prayer in Jerusalem. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. And as the brother mentioned, Shaykh al-Fawzan, in his explanation here, he mentions this point that the Prophet sallallahu he did lead the prophets in prayer in Jerusalem. So I wasn't trying to put any, throw any doubt on the matter. I was just saying my, my lack of knowledge of the matter. I wasn't, wasn't trying to cause any doubt about it. It's just as for where's the authentic narration, who reports authentic narration, Allahu alam. As we said, Sheikh Albani mentions some of those narrations in this little book. As for verification of them, then Allahu alam. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. 
with what you're seeing into the lowest heaven and the like and the stars and the, the Allah Alam. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik.